Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. No, this is the real thing. Hi, Ash. Hi, Mel. Hello, <laughs> listeners. Hello, everybody. Every, everybody being the listeners. Welcome to this episode. It's going to be great. and a nice top. Yes. This we- very <laughs> great dating podcast. I don't know why this is so awkward this morning. It's possibly because I'm really fucking hungover and it's also like 10 in the morning. <laughs> I mean, we don't... A lot of people record their podcasts with a wine. We don't. We no. do them usually. We're usually coming to you from the morning, the morning routine just yeah. after. Well, we're both morning people, as we've discussed in the last episode. So Absolutely. There's definitely an en- a higher energy in the morning and then a lower energy in the afternoon. But we could try and do it with a wine one time. We will. We'll let you guys know when we do. Yes, we'll be. You we'll can join give us. You forewarning about the wine situation. <laughs> so you're like, as this sort of slowly disintegrates into us just screaming things like throw a hamburger on his head mood, then you'll know why mood 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 <laughs> mood 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 <laughs> um how has your week been ash pretty bloody good yeah settled into the new place and um just getting to know a new neighborhood yeah. and started a new job so it's been pretty busy mm-hmm. not a lot of time for um frivolities no frivolities no happening. frivolities i've been moving and and looking for the perfect chairs on uh the wide world web oh god yes this is doing like you know doing those kind of things when you move the nesting i still do that and i'm like literally living at home like this sad early 30s spinster who's saving money though pride and prejudice <laughs> Like, no husband wants thee, so <laughs> it's like living in your, like, family closet because your parents can't afford their farm anymore. And So you just spend your days listlessly looking out the window of a second floor with it just the wind blowing in your curls. Like, crocheting <laughs> your, like, tablecloths for your, like, dowry box. When will my man <laughs> no, arrive? When will he ride in from the horizon? With one of those frilly collars. Yes. How was your week? Um, look, I have also been pretty busy. I have been watching a lot of Emily in Paris, which we Okay, have. we've had a discussion about this before we went to air. It is... I was yelling at the TV. Ash is, like, infuriated by it. I'm infuriated Whereas by it. Whereas I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking show, yet I'm deeply obsessed with it and love it so much. She's, and you just, like, actually want to, like, throw your TV out the window. She's an idiot. Mm. Oh, my God. She is an idiot. Like, it is almost insulting the level of shitness of her social media abilities. Like, I know it's not real. And I get that you're going to have to have, like, magically Emily saves the day with her hashtags, you know. But it's, like, honestly, like, can we at least make the the content a bit more creative and interesting like nobody is giving you 2000 likes for a boomerang who is even doing boomerangs anymore of you eating a fucking croissant no one's doing that hun that no is one. one in two million people in paris doing that tourists american tourists and everything she did was just so awful like, yeah i've only watched three episodes but I, like, I don't know just how quickly she broke up with old mate when mm. he rings and he's like i don't want to do long distance and she was like 
I'm already gone or whatever she said. I'm like, bitch, this was like literally a four minute conversation. You introduced him in the episode before as the man I'm almost engaged to. I hate when people say they're almost engaged. I'm like, you are or you're not. Yeah. You either like coriander or you don't. (laughs) Don't be coming through here saying you're almost engaged. And I find people when they say they're almost engaged are almost single as well. (laughs) Well, that's Because you're so focused on the ring, you don't even see that he is actually sleeping with someone from work. Yep. Wow. You're just throwing truth bombs out here. Someone (laughs) who's listening who's like, I'm almost engaged is like, I am now going to go cry for 24 hours straight. Here's another thing with that. Emotions. Yeah. (laughs) Just emotions. The... um, so with that, because I feel like everything moves like lightning fast in that show. Mm. But it's funny because I also had this combo with Josie on my other podcast. And she was like saying how it what infuriated her the most was how, and it's probably because of her life situation of having a baby, how the boss, her dream is just to go to Paris. Like her lifelong dream, the whole reason she's worked this hard is to go to Paris. And she gets accidentally pregnant. And then it's like, well, I can't go because I'm having a baby. And then Josie's like, Bitch, why can't you go? What about having a baby gets you stuck in Chicago? Like, number one, America has the worst healthcare system. Literally, you would be better off having your baby in Paris. Number two, she didn't have a partner, right? So she didn't have any obligations to stay there. But number three, even if she did have a partner, right? The whole plan was to go to Paris. So he would have already organized his life to go to Paris. So the only person stopping her is her, which means that the entire message that's sending is that if you get knocked up, that's it. Your life is over. Your career is over. You can't do anything fun anymore, which is so bullshit. It is not. It is incorrect. (laughs) Uh, It is incorrect. And that is a wrong message to be sending women all over the world. I know. I think there's just like a lot of really problematic messages in the show. I mean, I'm three episodes in and I know it's meant to be fun and like, just a bit of like mind numbing, like, woo, like the fashion. I mean, the yeah. fashion is great. Very like, I mean, I love the Paris chicks fashion. Yes. Same. The, her fashion her is Her fashion horrendous. is lit, but Emily's fashion. That, yeah. Emily's is bad. Is That's what I meant. Like yeah. set it on fire. Yeah. It is bad. Yeah. But yeah, very aesthetically pleasing. Makes it me sad that we won't ever go to Paris again. If you are an Australian listener. Oh, no. We will probably... We will probably live and die on this island of Australia. I just, that's which is how beautiful, I feel. Do you not never feel go. like that? Like I watch it and I think I think why everyone's really enjoying it is because it's so like aspirational in that way of now we're stuck here. It's like, fuck, mm. when am I going to be able to eat like a really fucking good croissant while strolling the fucking Seine River or whatever and like standing outside the burnt out notre dame or whatever's going on there like when do i get to do this again potentially never and then yeah and then like i do love australia we love australia oh, we love australia listeners like we love probably it. more than the average person but like at the same time as soon as you like you don't know what you've got till it's gone vibe like i had not yeah. go to europe or anything for like years and i was probably gonna go do it this year which is probably like a lot of people listening and yeah i think that's why we're all loving it because we're like <laughs> it's also funny um drawing those kind of comparisons between this and the devil wears prada which i know is a book and a film not a tv show but it's funny how once upon a time the aspiration was to be a magazine editor you know Mm -hmm. to work on a fashion mag and to live in new york and now it's like to be a social media manager for a brand in paris it's yeah kind of i guess that adaptation from our old dream that's just upgraded to be like digitally savvy for the world nomad millennial (laughs) 
It's so true. It's so true. Like, remember when we all shit, just wanted just to be packaging? Like, yeah, when I was living on the Gold Coast, you know, wearing Havianas, I was like, I want to go and work in magazines in Sydney. Yeah, and now people are probably like, I want to like live like a nomadic life as a social media manager, living where in I'm Airbnbs, living in Europe. Tulum in Mexico, and just working from the side of my pool. And who doesn't want to do that? I would love to do that. Yeah, I mean, no shade. It's someone give me that job. It sounds like we're shading it. But I know, but actually we're not. We're um, but yeah, that's like, I've just really been just like watching a lot of TV and relaxing a bit. I got really sick last weekend because I got really run down. And then I was like, holy shit, Mel, you probably need to take a break for yeah. a minute and just like regroup with shit shows like Emily in Paris. But Which brings us to the next episode. It absolutely doesn't bring us to any episode. <laughs> There's no segue. I'm pretty I I listen to these episodes myself and segues is shit. <laughs> yeah, I'll are. admit it. I think we should make that at just a part of our, our podcast, is that we're our never vernacular. gonna have a good segue. We have shit segues. Neither of us are radio trained. Yeah. Speaking of relaxing and getting well again. How about we all talk, discuss when you have sex on a date? Because <laughs> that's totally a normal so, segue. This is today's segue and today's topic. Yep. Sex on the first date, second date, the 55th date, maybe the night of your marriage, if that is where your values lie. We're talking about when you have sex for yes. the first time yes. with someone new, a new partner. Yeah. I have so many thoughts on this, primarily because every time I have sex with a new person who's someone that I'm dating, not Mm. like a one night stand. I'm always like, it is so fucking weird how we go into these very formal settings where we sit down and have a beer at the pub or have a drink at the bar or go and have like a picnic in the park or whatever you do for a first date. And we're all dressed. We think about our outfit as we've discussed so much. And then you get to know this person very barely, like very top line, right? Mm. And then at some point, at whatever point it is, it's usually in that first cluster of, dates you suddenly just like nude in bed with them they're seeing every part of your body especially up in some areas where you don't even look and that's just normal it's normal that we do that it's Mm. completely normal that we do that and then next minute we're just lying around in bed nude talking about things and I'm like wait what when did we how did we get here you know it's a very strange thing if you think about it very technically it is well I just also think like I've never thought a lot of people still subscribe to the notion of if you have sex with a guy on a first date. Now, let's let me just also sort of get a what I, uh, what I classify as a date. Yes, okay. Here. So, a date is an organized meeting between two people <laughs> for drinks and or food. Yes. So, I probably I if you sleep with someone on a first date, it's after you've spent time together yeah drinking and eating and then you go and do it yeah so you've been hanging out you've been hanging out so whereas and i still would think even i would call like a one night stand i would more assume is like we meet for a quick like customary drink before they come over or perhaps if it's your vibe they just come straight over or you go straight over there there is no date element in inverted commas so there's no activity before they're doing it yeah I don't always think that sex on the first date and a lot of people still subscribe to this notion that sex on the first date means they're not going to see you again because yep. you've given it up. Yeah. I don't think that's correct No, anymore. I don't either. And, you know, I'm of the firm belief the best way to know someone is 
naked. See, this is the, because this is the opposite to what I think. Because I'm like, what the fuck is even anything about getting naked with someone? It's insane to me. It's. I just think it's so disarming. There's nowhere to hide when you're both yeah. naked. You can't have some cool dude front or some like sexy chick vibe. Like it's really hard to be sexy when you're naked and you're without any of your you know bells and whistles yeah yeah and that vibe you can tell really quickly between you that x factor it's true i agree with that actually i think that's what i was probably getting at is it is such a vulnerable yes position to be in where you just yeah no bells and whistles like your hair's messed up your mascara is smudged by this point you're looking all sweaty None of that mattifying powder is stuck around. You oh, know? it's gone. It's gone. Highlighter, gone. It's all gone. And then I think unless you were the most confident person alive, everyone has some insecurities about their body in some way. And you're in these positions and movements where like things happen in the heat of the moment where you're like, I wouldn't normally be look in that physical way with this person. Like yes. I wouldn't normally allow this roll on my stomach to appear if we were just like lying at the beach but here in this in this scenario it's just gonna happen it's happening and i'm letting it happen and that's fine and it's great actually it's not even just fine it's a really good thing i think too because a lot of the time our insecurities no one even notices them at all except for us but you can't deny that it's a really vulnerable position to be in and it's very strange when you think about it because you make friends and it takes a really long time to say open up about like your feelings or things, the real gear. the real shit yeah but with dating it's like you go from this really top line like trying to i guess give a good impression to like now you are literally giving me a gyno appointment basically <laughs> <laughs> you have seen more than my gynecologist probably has welcome <laughs> um i agree i think i have I don't know if I've ever had sex on the first date with somebody that I didn't just turn into a um, didn't just turn into a one-off thing because I wanted it to just be a one-off thing. Like I don't mean it as in like they then disappeared and I was really sad about it necessarily. You were happy for it to be like a one. Yeah, yeah. And if even if they did disappear and I was a bit sad about it, in hindsight, we didn't click in a lot of ways. You know, like there was a reason that yeah. they disappeared. And and also in saying that, for the amount of times that I had sex on the first date and they disappeared, I have equal if not more times where I went on a date where we didn't have sex, we didn't even maybe kiss, and they, and they disappeared. disappeared. So there's no yeah. correlation there between fucking and then no. disappearing. And I think we can really put that rule book in the bin. The yeah. You wait till the third date rule. It's like, what the fuck is a third date rule? Like, yeah, that's so archaic. It's to so me. archaic. Like, put it in the bin now. It's really hard to sort of rewind this years and years and years and decades of conditioning that women have around that. Um, whether you are in a queer or a heterosexual relationship, like, I think it doesn't matter. Yeah. Third date rule is dumb. Yeah. And we don't we shouldn't have to wait if you feel if the it's if the timing feels right and the mood is right and you're feeling safe and there's consent and all the stars are aligning yeah but i do think the third date rule and i could be corrected on this and somebody definitely correct me but my friend jenna friend of the podcast who actually is doing an episode with us coming up and i think she even mentioned this in the episode has always said 
that's bullshit. That's not a thing in queer relationships. No queer relationship has ever had a third date rule. They just, everyone has sex on the first date. I'm sure not everyone does, but the the notion, like the kind of feeling, this pressure to wait isn't there. Yeah. And obviously as, an, as a not queer person, I can't speak to that, but that's what I have been told by queer friends. And there's like almost a unanimous kind of messaging between my friends of that where we've been talking in a group and there's yeah. a bunch of different queer people there and they're all like, yeah, no way. There's none of that. And that's really interesting to me because I think that that almost definitely then ties into, if it's true, like this sort of fucked up patriarchal archaic thing Big that we've time. still got over us where that if they won't buy the cow if you give the milk for free, which I is just so... I'm not trying to get married out here. <laughs> like that, that's... We're not trying to marry now. No. We don't have the dowry that we spoke about earlier. No. We do not have... <laughs> Mel isn't sitting in her tower. <laughs> no. Braiding crocheting her Her blankets. <laughs> but I think now, more so than ever, we women should feel empowered and safe and have access to those options of, yeah, maybe if we're vibing, I do want to have sex on the first date without ruining my good reputation or Mm. my family's name or what will father think it's yeah and i mean of course if you have um different religious beliefs or um different cultural beliefs then hey oh totally like there's obviously going to be people that wait till marriage and that is part of your religious or cultural belief and that's totally valid i think what we're speaking to is just you don't have any cultural or religious beliefs but you've somehow bought into this idea that if i sleep with a guy on the first date they're going to disappear yeah and that is incorrect and honestly like hard truths here if he fucking disappears that's because all he wanted was a fuck and he's sorry d-o-g but like he would have disappeared anyway if you had like gotten to the third date and fucked him like that just would have happened anyway and i think this is really interesting because i did go through a period where i was experimenting with waiting on purpose yeah where i um it was a few boyfriends ago a few boyfriends ago <laughs> a few ones back. let's take it back a few boyfriends so my first boyfriend I didn't even sleep with at all because I was a Christian which is a whole story for a whole other episode but we did two years no sex do not recommend a two-year courtship period <laughs> of no sex most people that I know that got together in church got married pretty much within a year so they and could I get, get it they, yeah they could <laughs> yeah. get it done um but then my second boyfriend it was like three months and that was because I hadn't had sex before. So that was, again, a bit of an anomaly. Yeah. And, and that's like another whole episode is being a virgin in your 20s. Fucking difficult. And also do not feel like you have to just fuck someone to get it out of the way. But at the same time, if you want to do that, you'll probably also be okay. It's a real weird conundrum. And it's totally something we should talk about at some point. Because um, I have Thoughts. had convos with so many people where they're like, holy shit, I was a virgin until I was like 22 and I just felt like I had to do something, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, not what we're talking about right now. No. But then from there on, I think I had – I think this was my third boyfriend actually. And I'd been on like a string of like dates where I had slept with them and then they disappeared and I got really bored into this idea that that's why they disappeared was because we'd had sex on the first date. Yeah, it wasn't the myriad of like incompatibility or other reasons. Or that I was just all dating toxic kings over and over again. Like definitely not that. No, no, not at all. <laughs> and then so I waited five dates 
with this guy and was really interesting because I will say this, it was kind of nice to really get to know him before then plunging into the vulnerability of having sex. There was something kind of like slow burn about it Mm -hmm. because I often find that once you start having sex, you obviously always then want to have sex when you see them because it's like fucking fun. So then you start with all the sleepovers and the, seeing them multiple times a week and it does ramp up a relationship, I find. And yes. then so if, I think if you ever have an issue with that where you go zero to 100 and then it just crashes and burns, sometimes it is a good thing to mm. just ease into it. Because then it prolongs that period of almost like courtship, I guess. Yeah, where you're going on like organized dates, which yes. we've talked about before. The difference between organized dates and yeah, you can come over. Like I've got yeah. a few things to do, but come. Over. Yeah, exactly. Because like I get to this point where as soon as I have sex with the person, things then turn into come over, eat pizza, watch a movie and fuck for hours, which is so much fun. And I, I love that period of dating. That is a really fucking, that's probably my favorite period of any dating situation before the chat but after the sort of formal formalities yes and all you want to do is rip each other's clothes off all Mm. the time and it's really 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 fun but it does become very familiar and like you said before that you get all these organized dates and you're going to bars and restaurants going out and it's kind of all that hyper romantic stuff and it's really nice and you get to know them quite a lot because you're having heaps and heaps of convos um So I kind of feel like I'm on the fence in the sense it's not about are they going to fuck off on you. It's about where, how fast you want this relationship to develop and there's no right or wrong answer there. But I think that for me sometimes, because then both boyfriends after that, I slept with them on the second date and it was all just very organic like that, just is how it went down. Mm. And, but then it did ramp things up quite quickly so I don't even know what I think now. I feel like I just talked myself into a confusing spiral and you're looking at me like, I don't even know what she's saying. Yeah, because I've done, <laughs> you've experimented with both and I think we all have like, I've had prolonged things with guys after we'd slept together on the first date and then we saw each other for months or they were, you know, like quite a consistent, in invert, like, you know, seeing someone. Um, and then there's other times where I've waited quite like mm. with my current boyfriend I waited five dates mm. so we didn't have sex till the sixth date which was like the longest I'd ever waited and that was just not that wasn't on purpose at all either it's yeah sometimes it just I just went with what I, the feeling was and sometimes your body betrays you hello I went off the pill and I got my period for like possibly an entire month and a half and not to say like I actually have had sex on the first date actually second date sorry with one of my exes had sex didn't realize my period wasn't over it was an absolute carnage bloodbath which is completely fine and i actually don't have an issue with period sex but i would not like it on my first sex experience with my this guy that i really like thank you big time i mean we've (laughs) we've all had that situation where um accidents happen and things sneak up on a on a uterus owner yeah it's not great and so i'm like not ideally wanting to have sex with someone for the first time on my period I don't judge anyone that does it's just not a thing that I particularly want to involve and so sometimes yeah I've waited like five dates because literally it hasn't lined up it's just like every time we go out I'm like cool I'm surfing the crimson wave again like I don't say that I don't usually say that but I'm thinking it in my head you know (laughs) imagine if you said that they sit down they're like so what's been happening this week like since last time I saw you what's how's work and you're like 
well, insert dude or chick here. I have my period still. <laughs> All that's happened is I've just been bleeding and they're like, into the abyss. Great, I love this conversation. Anyway, <laughs> they've got really delicious burrata here. Maybe we should order. <laughs> but yeah, so did you feel like waiting with Clatch made a difference? Well, I mean, he's my boyfriend now. So it obviously like was... In that sense, you could say it worked, but I don't think it was that at all. Mm. I think why that we clicked was because our personalities clicked, yep. not because waited to have sex. Whereas mm. other people, like, I've got on like a house on fire and had sex on the first date, and then gone on to have like really great, um, you know, situationships with them, yeah, or relationships with them. So yeah. I, I don't think it was that. I just really think it was chemistry. Yeah, and that's. Yeah, I reckon that's it more so. We need to think less of the sex on the first date and more of what's the chemistry on the first date. Yes. And I think, do you know what? I don't think I've had sex on a first date that has developed into a relationship because I'm actually usually more nervous on a first date with somebody that I really like. And when things go really well, it almost gets this, like, I just, I'm almost not confident enough. Whereas the times when I've just been like, fuck yeah, let's have sex is usually because all we've done is just get really fucking wasted. And then I'm more confident to go there. You've got Dutch courage. Yeah. yeah. But Dutch courage in this way of like, it's almost like I subconsciously know that that thing is not going anywhere and I just want to like hook up with them. Yeah. But, but then, you know, like I went around Australia, as you know, and pretty much any date I went on where I liked the guy ended up sleeping with them probably because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be in town any longer. I don't know if I have anywhere to sleep tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Tim, you got a bed? Roof? Running water? Hot. Say no more, fam. I'm keen. What a turn on. Running water. (laughs) What a turn on. Wow, he's got fly screens and a mozzie net. Mm. Oh, aircon? Aircon. I'm taking this to the next level. That's, Mate, if that's you, three orgasms If you right had there. aircon and you lived in Darwin while Mel was there. <laughs> oh my God, we together. should definitely tell the story of... So Ash came and met me in Darwin. This, I forgot about this just till literally now. Can we use his real name? We can. He's not listening. I don't even think he follows Stewie. me anymore. Stewie. What a horrendous so Stewie. <laughs> so, Stewie. Stewie was this guy that I met in Darwin and we had a really nice first date and we'd actually slept together that date. And then Ash was coming in and we um, we spent like a whole week traveling around, me and Ash. The and territory. Then, yeah. And then I was still in touch with Stewie. And then on the way back, he was like, oh, like if you if you guys don't have anywhere to stay, you should come stay with me. Cause he had a massive house. Cause in Darwin, it's just like, everyone has these huge houses. Air conditioned tiled homes. Air conditioned tiled homes that cost them the same amount as like a shoebox room. In, in Bondi, Sydney. <laughs> yeah, with no air con and like direct sunlight at all hours. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like, yeah, come and stay if you need. And I was like, oh, that seems like a lot, especially to put on Ash when like she doesn't so even know this dude. I'm staying at Tinder homeboy's house. <laughs> But yeah, we did it because our the place we'd booked, the aircon was broken. And I was like, no. I was like, we should just go stay with him. He said he's going to like catch barramundi and then cook it for us. Mood. He's literally like, get there. He's drinking like tinnies of real McCoy wearing thongs. Like you cannot make this up. It was Australia. It's shocking that he didn't just have like a pet crocodile in his yard. Shocking. Shocking. And yeah, and so he cooked us this like epic like barramundi feast. 
and we're all hanging out like we're like this like family or like he's my boyfriend and I'm introducing him to my friend Ash who's like flown in for the weekend either that or it's the start of a very bad Australiana threesome porno (laughs) either or either Either or. or and then yeah and then we just stayed there for the night and um it was great we had great aircon comfy beds yeah see you later in the morning but I don't even know why we brought this up, but it was very funny. Uh, oh, dating on the, yeah. You had texted him on the first date. Well, this is it. And then this is the thing is all, I made like a couple of, like I had a couple of little flings on my trip where like I really liked the person and we slept together, but then we still wanted to keep hanging out. And like I had this guy in Townsville who I'm still friends with where like we basically were like boyfriend and girlfriend for like three days just like living together taking his dogs for walks on the beach like meeting his friends at houses for barbecues and and it but it was good in the sense that I think again like you said we had chemistry Mm. beyond just sex it was like we went on. on this date and we had such a fucking good time and it naturally turned into going home with him but then after the fact he still was like come back down and hang out like You know, like I just think, I think that we get too tied up in this idea that men are so like one dimensional that they only want one thing. If they they have sex, suddenly their brain is like off you and they never want to see you again. But it's like actual relationships are literally about, hey, this person's cool and I want to hang out with them and I want to keep hanging out with them and I want to hang out with them beyond the bedroom. Yes. So if you met somebody and you had that spark... I'm sorry, but they're not going to just ditch you because you fucked them. That's not going to happen. And that sort of, I mean, we're we're not slut shaming in 2020. There's like, if a friend of mine says she went on a date, I'll be like, oh, where'd you go? Did you give him a run? Like, I would never be like, oh, you guys had relations. Like, it's just (laughs) not. Relations. Women women talk about sex far more frankly than men. Mm -hmm. Like, I and I've had discussions about this with male friends and and many times over we will tell each other girlfriends we will tell each other details of sex like i feel like i'm in the room i'm getting like an audio visual playback oh, of this 100 union men are like yeah no i went back to mine and uh yeah big tits done they would <laughs> never like dudes don't tell details like women do no so i say we really dissect the yeah whole i think they're probably thinking and talking about sex far less than we've been led to believe all these years yeah 100 percent. and the whole thing with dating is that you meet somebody and you like them and you like them beyond the bedroom so there's no one is going to fuck you and then disappear if they really liked you no but then i can hear this chorus of people saying mel i definitely had a really good date with this person and then they definitely disappeared when i had sex with them This comes back to what Mm. we talk about episode after episode. You don't know what the fuck's going on in their life beyond what the interaction is that you're having. You don't know if there's an ex who broke up with them two weeks ago who messages them like that day. You don't know if there is another couple of people they're seeing like casually and one of them it gets more serious. You don't know if work is just really fucking intense for them and they're just overwhelmed and they need to pare back their life. Like I often forget what's going on in my life when like I often forget when I'm dating somebody that they don't know all of the minutiae details of my life so how would you know this and how that plays into it exactly exactly and like your own life plays into your dating life your own life you have disappeared on dudes or girls because 
you were too busy or you had other shit going on or like complications came up and you know you just couldn't have it on board like you couldn't have another person in the boat with you You yeah like i like this thing's taking on water yeah like at that point after one date you're so low-key like it could go either way like Mm. you're like yeah i had a really good time with that person i would like to see them again and see what happens but at the same time if they fell out of the boat I'm not going to go rescue them. Why Why did I just suddenly like, turn Welcome this into a murderous? Welcome. <laughs> Here's the metaphor for today. Welcome. Hop inside <laughs> my metaphorical boat. Hop inside this metaphorical boat. We're going on a journey. But I, I think that's a good metaphor. And it's also my best yet. I also reckon that when... <laughs> When you you can go either way after a first date, there's so many people you've you've a hundred dates when someone says how was it and you're like yeah no they were cool yes and then they're like oh are you gonna hang out with them again you're like yeah probably like and then I look at my iCal and then if I'm like fuck it's packed mm-hmm. every night and then I got like mates birthdays on on the weekend I'm like well probably not yeah then it's like it's literally just a scheduling issue yeah this is what I mean like. Like after a first date, no matter how great that, I mean, look, I'm sure there are people that disagree. And like I said, everything, nothing is a homogenous answer here. Like there's so many life experiences, right? But in my experience, you know, I've had fantastic first dates and I'm like, yes, I definitely want to see that person again. And I personally will bend things in my life to see them. But maybe they were like, yeah, I had a really good time with that person, but I'm not in a life stage where I want to bend things to see them. No. Because of X, Y, Z. Or, you know, and that's what I mean is like, I think we need to stop putting the blame on, oh, I let my guard down and let him have sex with me. Ew, 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 ew. I hate all of the mentality of that. Yeah. Get that the fuck out of your head. You did something that you wanted to do because it felt right. And at that time it felt like a cool, great thing to do. And it was natural to do that. And whatever happens after that fact is not because you had sex with them. No, it is a myriad of other external and internal factors. Yes. If that's the one thing you take away from today's episode. Yes. We want that firmly implanted in your brain. Yes. Do what the fuck you want, when the fuck you want, as long as the other person also wants to do it. That's just a good time. And you don't need to then kick yourself because you, what, were a slut. Like, that's fucked. It's it's such a fucked mentality. But at the same time, if you want to wait, just do it for the right reasons. Do it for you. Do it for, like, your own mind and your own, like, reasons for it, not to, like, catch a guy or something. Because then imagine this. You wait till the third date. You've you've gone and blown the bloody uh, budget at bras and things. You've got yourself a nice little... A little something underneath Dead. and you've like shaved. Why are you reading into my life? Shaved your leg to like <laughs> the went, belly you button. You to the waxing you've, lady. <laughs> you've gone and had a Brazilian for, you know, the low, low price of $70 and 20 minutes of hell. And then like, it's just like complete like dud shag or like just no chemistry shag. And then they totally ghost you after it. And you're like, wow, great. Yeah. Just try not to put too much pressure on Can I return this lingerie? Yeah. So you guys uh, take your turns, right? The tags fell off. (laughs) The tags fell off. Don't. This is now like giving me like flashbacks to being a a lingerie salesperson in my 20s. So don't worry. I only wore it for three minutes. It's basically brand new. (laughs) Until old mate poured it off and threw it on the ground. Oh my God. Which wasn't too far away because he slept on a mattress on the floor. On on pallets. On pallets. He had a pallet bed. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm like super ingenious and unique, babe. I have a pallet bed. I just made this out of shit I found on the street. Yeah, I'm a carpenter. I'm the only Keep man who has this bed. <laughs> You're like, well, trust me, the splinters in my toe from kicking it say otherwise. <laughs> Dead. But yeah, if nothing else you take away from this, yes, it's not about when you have sex or what date you have sex on or any of that. It's about why you're doing it. Do it for the right reasons. How it feels. Don't do anything to try and catch a guy. Do it because it feels right for you and what you want out of this relationship and what you know about yourself. And stop blaming things fizzling on having sex with them. But we're also really open, like as with everything, it's a discussion. So if you have thoughts on this, we would love to hear them. Please, you can DM us on Instagram, which is jeansandanicetop.pod. Yep. You can come to the group. Jeans and a Nice Top Podcast on Facebook. Yep, you just search for it. Um, you can email us, which is... Jeans and a Nice Top dot podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And you can also send us your relationship stories on there or dating stories if you want us to give specific feedback because we're doing whole episodes on that. So, yeah, but... I mean, yeah, that's good. If you, if you liked what you heard today and other days. Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> five star review, not a three star, not a two star, definitely not a zero star. No shit reviews. If you don't like what you hear, just unsubscribe. If you do like, subscribe, five star review. We love you guys. Yes. We are so stoked you've been tuning in week after week. Thank we really you. appreciate the feedback. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. See ya.